You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hi, I'm Sandy Olenek. And I'm Julia Murphy. This is a special broadcast of the Practical Horseman podcast. We're at the 2023 Longines FEI Jumping World Cup Final in Omaha, Nebraska, where the second leg of the final saw a big change on the leaderboard Thursday night. Yeah, after final one, we had Henrik von Eckerman, Scott Brash, and Daniel Deusser at the top, but after last night, we have all new leaders. Germany's Richard Vogel and United Touch S won the class, while Great Britain's Harry Charles and Balou de Reviton captured second, and Denmark's Andreas Schuh and Dark Deluxe claimed third. This is Vogel's first ever World Cup appearance, too, so that was a big night for him. It was. And what I liked um, about speaking with Richard after his class, as well as the other two riders, is that even though they're great riders, uh, they have some human mistakes. So back in the mixed zone, Richard talked about how he doesn't really get nervous, but that after he finished the hard parts of the first round of Thursday's class, he uh, relaxed a little bit and lost a little focus. So he's riding down the last line, which was a combination uh, to an oxer, I think. And he said that uh, he didn't keep his horse straight and he even brushed his uh his right leg against the um the wings of the of the oxer so i thought that was something i can definitely relate to when i'm riding and then uh, harry charles talked about how on wednesday night he actually lost his stirrups and therefore lost some balance so he was determined not to do it although he kind of chuckled in the press conference because he actually apparently did in the jump off uh so that was kind of funny and then even andreas in the jump off um he knew that he had to to go really fast to beat Richard's time and uh, his canter, I think he said, you know, got uh, his horse, if he if he press, puts pressure on him, his canter gets a little bit, um, he didn't say rough, but, uh, but what happened is they were doing a tight rollback right turn to the second to last fence and the distance just disappeared, which I definitely can relate to. And they got pretty close to that fence and his horse just did an amazing job to to get over it clear. Yeah, and I really enjoy and respect their honesty at these press conferences because it shows that even the riders at the top of the sport can make mistakes and it just makes them even more relatable to us riders at home. But before we get into the podcast and hear from these riders at the press conference, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Silver Honey, and share their message. Want to heal wounds and tough skin conditions faster? Revolutionary Silver Honey Rapid Wound Repair is proven to kill 99.9% of bacteria immediately, so wounds and skin conditions can heal faster and your horse can feel like it never happened. Use Silver Honey on cuts, wounds, rain rot, scratches, sweet itch, and other tough skin conditions. Get healing at silverhoney.com. Now, enjoy the episode. Uh, Richard, you've had such a great couple of weeks. Tell us about that horse in particular and, and how your year's been so far. Yeah, um, I think basically everyone can see how amazing this horse is. Uh, he has such a big stride, which doesn't necessarily make it easy in such a small, delicate indoor. Um, but yeah, he just uh, gives his best and uh, you know tries his heart out. And uh, in such a jump off now, I was lucky to leave him and here and there stride out, so uh, that suited us. How did you find the first round tonight? It was quite technical. It was pretty technical. There were enough short lines, especially for my horse. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, I was very, very delighted with my horse, how we handled it. And, um, yeah, also in the results, I think you could see that uh, it was a 
tough enough glass, uh, not not uh, too easy, not too soft. Um, yeah, so I think the course builder did a good job. And were World Cup finals always on your radar for this year? Is it something you've been campaigning towards quite heavily? To be very honest, not so much. Uh, I honestly only jumped two qualifications uh, back in Europe and uh, luckily got in. Uh, first uh, I wasn't in, but then someone scratched so I got in. And then um, actually McLean was the one that said to me, you know, if you have a chance to go, you should try to make the best plan for your horse and go. And that's why I saved him. I was uh, now four months with the horse in Wellington. Um, so we, we've been here in the States. But I saved him the last weeks there, the last three weeks in Wellington, he didn't jump. And, uh, you know, I tried to make the best plan here for the finals and uh, luckily so far he's in very good shape. Well, I'm sure these guys will have some questions for you, but we'll, uh, we'll ask a question or two to these guys first. So, uh, Andreas, coming to you next, uh, Andreas Shu, you're now tied at the top heading forward into that third round. What's kind of going through your mind right now? Do you kind of focus on that or is it just sticking to the plan and jumping the, the sort of best you can? Uh, yeah, indeed, of course, we are super excited and very proud of uh, our horse uh, coming here in, in super shape. Um, but uh, yeah, now we will uh, focus on uh, giving him some uh, nice attention and uh, keep him fit until uh, Saturday evening. And uh, as he jumped here so far and, and how he did uh, all, all indoor season, I really uh, believe and hope that he will come out fit and fresh and uh, give, me, give me again good rounds on Saturday. And when you were on your way here, did you think that after round two you would be sitting in this position at the top? Did you have high hopes? Or? Um, before coming here, I was a little bit afraid from, from the speed cut yesterday because my horse is a big, uh, slow horse from nature. Uh, but uh, luckily, the, the course designer built a very, very good uh, course yesterday and I managed to, to uh, stay within the top. Um, and uh, today he came out like he, he did all into a season. And, and uh, fought for me uh, all the way around and uh, yeah, uh, gave me that clear round that was needed today. And in the first round, what do you think the most technical questions were on the course? What was the hardest bit? No, I, I think uh, indeed he played uh, with a lot of different things. Uh, he asked the horses uh, all the time uh, to stretch and then uh, come back before uh, high big verticals and so. Uh, uh, but again, I think uh, having uh, this amount of starters and making nine clears and, and uh, giving uh, the horses a, a good chance, uh, but still challenging, uh, uh, made the course today very good. So, yeah. Perfect. Uh, and Hunter, coming to you next, you're sitting here again, still a high ranked US rider. What's kind of going through your head tonight? Uh, I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled with my horse. She's stronger than ever and has really come this week to play, and she's uh, definitely on the top of her game, and I'm just trying to keep up with her. <laughs> no round one is super, and today uh, she jumped great again and fought hard for me, and we uh, had a little lucky Real was a little deep to jump and jump off, but she was excellent. I mean, she does seem quite adjustable. Even when you get in deep, she can still get her legs out of the way, and she seems so clever. Yeah, she's very clever and smart and just gives it her all every time. And we talked about this the other night as well, but you come to this show, even when it's not a World Cup Finals, you really like this venue. What's it like coming here and having all those kind of fans cheering for you? I love this horse show. You know, I think the organizers do a great job, Lisa Ross and Sean Gardner, all of them. And tonight they're working hard to keep that footing fresh. You know, we got an extra drag. Um, they really listen to the riders and always try to do their best to make it accommodating for us. And they mm. always bring a good crowd, which doesn't go unnoticed. And what's your plan coming in for Saturday? Pressure's on? I'm trying to get up to the top five. I'm working hard to get there, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, so, Harry, let's come to you then. Now you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you are the number one ranked under 25 in the world, number 15 in the world. You're having quite a good season. 
Um, and that's a relatively new horse. Tell us a little bit about it uh, and how you've come to have the horse. Well, I don't think I really need to say too much about him. I think from what you saw tonight, he's, he's, he's not really a horse. He's a pegasus, so, <laughs> um, for sure, the best horse I've ever ridden. And uh, even at 17 years old, still, I, I think, one of the best horses in the world. And, you know, I've been watching him since I, when I was growing up as well. And it's just an honour and a privilege to be sat on, uh, on him. And, uh, yeah, I, I love every minute, every uh, time we get to go in the ring. And what made you choose him for your World Cup finals? Because you've got such a string at the moment. Nice. <laughs> simple as that. Pretty simple. It was a pretty easy uh, choice in the end. And how did you find the first round? Was there any bits that you found particularly tricky? Um, I thought today was a fantastic course. Um, it, it walked okay. I did think it was actually overly big, but it rode more difficult than it walked, I found. Mm. And uh, we got a great result. You know, a lot of good guys uh, yesterday didn't quite have the result they wanted today, which was good for me. Um, so yeah, makes it, I think it made a really exciting competition. Richard, could you take us for the ride with you for your jump off and tell us what your plan was for each fence? Yeah, um, so the plan was to start with enough rhythm towards number one and kind of angle it already towards the right so I don't, uh, you know, get too much on the outside track. And um, then for number two, I wanted to take a bit time and time in terms of having enough space because I really plan to do eight up there which is long enough, but a uh, big stride of my horse had to get there. Then, honestly, I actually liked to do six in a roll back to the, to the wall, but it uh, wasn't really there, so I had to do seven to jump enough on the, on the left to get the five into the double. Uh, the one stride got short for him. Uh, he put a lot of effort in there to, to clear the oxer out. Then I wanted to take a bit time in the roll back because that fence came down a lot, it was a delicate fence already in the first round and also in the jump off. And then the seven uh, to the last was pretty pretty easy for me because he has such a big stride. Sorry, I hope uh, somebody hasn't already asked Andreas this question. Um, I, I think your horse is very beautiful, I have to say. Um, but when you um, were in your jump off, you turned to the second last fence on an incredibly difficult stride. Did you have any worries at all that he wasn't going to get up over that because he was entirely honest, wasn't he? Yeah, indeed. I mean, uh, that was uh, all credit on him that, that uh, I deserved to have a mistake in that turn. Um, as I said before, you know, he, he, he ain't no speed horse. I saw Richard round and I knew I had to give it all, also doing the five into the combination. and. When I put so much pressure on him, the canter gets uh, difficult uh, to, to handle. And uh, when I turned up, the first disc wasn't there and I had to add one. Uh, and luckily, he's uh, such a sharp and clever horse, so he managed. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it, it, uh, the seven wasn't there, so I had to add the eight. I didn't want to risk it all because there's also a big final coming up. So, so I didn't want to do a bad jump on the last, so I had to do the eight. And, and that's where I lost the win today. But uh, in the end, it was uh, it was good, yeah. Are you surprised to find yourself in the joint lead? Yeah, I think I have to say yes. <laughs> um, but uh, when you see his record, uh, all indoor season, he jumped uh, uh, five, six World Cups and a token bus and a Geneva, and I think he's been clear in most or maximum one down. He's such a consistent and clever, careful horse. Uh, so, on the other hand, no. Uh, he actually deserves to be there because uh, he is absolutely one of the best. Yeah, yeah, I must have 
Harry, um, I think you lost your stirrup again tonight. Yeah, but I hope no one would notice. <laughs> 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 well, uh, you're leaving your eyes well, but, uh, but yeah, um, I actually left my magnetic stirrups at home for some reason, so I'm going to try and fix that Saturday. I'm not used to <laughs> jumping over it. Uh, Richard, can you talk about, because your horse has such a big stride and everyone, as you said, everyone has commented on how impressive he is. First of all, does that put any pressure on you? And secondly, how do you know where to draw the line between too big and just enough? You know, um, it's like, um, I don't think there's any too big, um, as long as you can shorten the stride as well. So uh, I think it's a big advantage in a lot of times that he has such a big stride and then we just have to make it work also to get the stride small for our short lines in the first round. And uh, yeah, he has a super attitude and he, he's good to work with. So, um, so actually we can use it more as an advantage than as a, as a bad uh, thing. And this is your second season coming to the U.S. for the winter and competing here and this final being in the U.S. Do you, how does the competition here feel? How do you enjoy being at this venue? And I have to say uh, in Wellington there's always uh, very competitive um, people and uh, it, it, you know, it challenges you uh, every week. Um, it's good for the horses to bring them up. Um, uh, we always bring a few sale houses, it was always good uh, business for us too. And yeah, we're surrounded by good people. Um, we liked it a lot last year, that's why we came back this year. And uh, I think, yeah, as you can see, even um, now for, for this house, United Touch, it was a good setup for such an indoor. So I think it's good in many ways. Um, Harry, can you uh, talk a little about how you've developed a partnership with this horse since he's had such strong partnerships with so many other riders. Yeah, he had um, came to me around Christmas time, and he had a nice little break after the wag. So, um, to be honest, for the first month, I just rode him in a Hackamore and just took him around the fields. Uh, we didn't even come to a jump until the end of January, and then we went to the Aliba. Started off just two classes, uh, two bigger classes there, and went straight to Bordeaux in the World Cup and finished fourth. The plan was, when he came, was to for his final, but the problem was I only had one World Cup to qualify him, so uh, luckily it went very good in Bordeaux, and um, yeah, honestly, he, he doesn't take, he's such an amazing horse, it's not um, been uh, difficult to get to know him at all, so um, yeah, just incredibly grateful to have the opportunity to ride him. Is he what you expected, based on watching him before? Better. Yeah, every day and more. Uh, Andres, can you talk a little about your partnership with your horse? How long you guys have been together? He seems just very special to you. Yeah, he's very special. Um, we bought him his bread in Denmark, uh, where, where we are from, and uh, we bought him as a five-year-old. Uh, and my wife uh, uh, took her time educating him uh, because he was uh, so careful, so sharp as a young horse, so he really needed the time. And then uh, just before he turned nine, uh, I took him over and brought him up in classes. and. Uh, since then, uh, we have done, jumped, I would say, almost everywhere. We jumped the Olympics, World Championships, European Championships, uh, now the, the World Cup final. Uh, so, of course, when you have a horse seven years and uh, he keeps on delivering for you uh, and giving us uh, so many uh, adventures, uh, you will, of course, be, uh, you are 
really, really grateful because uh, not many riders will, uh, will have a horse like that. And what do you think of the venue here? No, I think they put up a just perfect show for, for all of us. Um, the organizers have done perfectly uh, from when we arrived in Liège uh, uh, until, uh, until we sit here. Uh, everything has been manageable, uh, just perfect. Uh, good condition, good plan. Uh, yeah, as you said, said here on the side, uh, they, they take perfect uh, care of the ground. Uh, so, uh, no, uh, all season in Europe it's been uh, exciting because we all, Omaha has been mentioned a uh, hundred times. Uh, and of course, for us, uh, it's, it's a big thing to go overseas and, and, and jump uh, on the other side. Uh, so, uh, of course, it, it's uh, very nice to come here and, and everybody is just uh, so nice to us. And Hunter, can you just talk about your plan going into today based on where you were after the speed class and this being the cumulative championship? Yeah, my goal was just to keep it consistent, obviously go for a clear round and uh, make it to the jump off. I was really hoping to get into the top five. I had a kind of silly mistake and got a little too deep for the vertical on the rollback turn and the jump off, but my horse feels great. She feels ready for Saturday and hopefully we can get there. feels great. We have the USA team here which is always an added bonus. They take really good care of us and Robert and Lizzie and they make it a team event with a lot of support, which I'm always very grateful for. <laughs> Thank you. So two questions for Richard. Did we see the fastest gear you have in United in the prize giving tonight? <laughs> <laughs> or can you go even faster than that? To be honest, I was afraid to test the fastest gear, so <laughs> I can't uh, tell you how many gears are left, but uh, I'd say there is more left. So, could you explain that uh, you have been extremely successful this winter in Europe and here in London and the States as well. Is there one or few factors that have made your career go boom this winter? Well, the biggest factor for sure uh, is to have such great horses. <laughs> Uh, and then not, not much less uh, of a factor is the great team I have behind me. So those two things uh, actually makes us riders. Uh, you can only be as good as the team behind you. And uh, you're only a good rider if you have a good horse too. So I'm lucky to have uh, both of this for the moment. And um, what I enjoyed a lot also now in this winter season um, to train with McLean and uh, you know, see a bit uh, his side of thinking and how he you know, plans towards shows and, and how he walks the course and you know, he, every, every step he takes, uh, he thinks about first. And that helped me a lot because I'm naturally more kind of an instinct rider and uh, don't try to overthink it. So it's a very good um, yeah, combination for me to, to see his way of, of doing it and um, get a bit more into the whole planning. Um, so I benefit a lot of uh, his, his support. Um, Richard, how did you find this horse and has he always been as sensational as he was tonight? Yeah, like um, the horse always was kind of famous in Germany. He, as a five years old, he was second at the German Yamas Championship already. And then um, the horse made its way a bit, you know, got, got um, older and um, uh, yeah, I got him half a year ago, and to be honest, then everyone thought the horse is a bit too slow, and um, no one knows if he can really. I mean, scope-wise, for sure he can jump everything, but also is he clever enough in technical courses and stuff? 
So uh, yeah, I'm happy that we have such a good relationship and uh, he helps me out uh, enough times and I try to help him as much as I can. And uh, it works very well, we had some great results. Um, indoors in Stuttgart uh, as well, outdoors in Wellington and now indoors again here. So uh, yeah, I think we have a very good partnership and uh, it's, a, it's a great house for me. This is for Hunter. Hunter, I've, I've uh, followed your career and reported on your success as a young rider and junior. And um, I know obviously you're from Kansas, the neighboring state, and, and you made the choice. I mean, I know you go and you travel to Florida and so on in the winter, but you've made the choice to name your home base back in your home state of Kansas in the Midwest here. Lisa Roskins has touched on the fact that part of the reason that they bid for the World Cup was to strengthen the sport here in the Midwest. I mean, Midwest girl too. What is it, do you feel like you're a role model for young riders coming up in, in the Midwest? I mean, do you ever think about that? I try not to. It's a little, <laughs> a little bit of a pressure side of the, the sport, you know, but I think it's great to get um, all the kids around here educated, and I think this show does such a good job of bringing, you know, the kids here, and they get to see the sport and see a different side of the sport than we are used to here, because we're used to going to the rodeo and seeing the Cowboys, which is also fun, but this, uh, this side of show jumping for them is all new. So she's done an amazing job for the public and um, Midwest as a whole to bring this here. This is huge. Um, so grateful for her, for her to do this. It's unreal. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode from the 2023 FEI World Cup Finals and many thanks to our sponsor, Silver Honey. Learn more at silverhoney.com. Thanks again for listening.